0: From City Union Mission in Kansas City, Missouri, this is Hope Lives Here, the podcast. Each episode is designed to help you learn more about the mission's purpose, programs, and people as we minister to the poor and homeless in Kansas City. After nearly 100 years of ministry, we continue to see that help today provides hope for tomorrow. Thanks for listening as you enjoy this episode of Hope Lives Here.
1: Welcome to another edition of Hope Lives Here, the podcast. I'm Chris Michael. Now, founded in 1935, Camp Comcedo sits on 600 acres near Warsaw, Missouri. Offers a one-week summer Bible camp experience to 400 children or so, teens ages 4 to 16 every summer. Serving low-income children, mainly from urban Kansas City and rural Benton County, we give priority to those who couldn't pay for camp otherwise. Most campers only pay a $5 registration fee, and this is made possible by generous volunteers who staff over 400 positions each summer and donors who help cover the cost for our campers. Our guest is Travis Bradburn, Director of Programs Warsaw. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Well, I kind of talked a little bit about it in the intro, but from a camper standpoint, who is Camp Comcito for?
2: You know, I think probably campers, for the most part, don't think about whether they are needy in one particular way or another. And so they probably just think kids from Kansas City get to come to Camp Comcito, maybe kids that have been at the mission before or something.
1: Now, talk about the facilities that City Union Mission has down there. There's location. What's available there at Camp Comcito?
2: So we're five miles west of Warsaw, um, where Highway 7 and Highway Z come together. We own the 600 acres around there. Years ago, City Union Mission was able to purchase a thousand acres for a dollar from a donor in Topeka. And the dream at that time was to to make some farmland out of it. And they quickly found out that we don't grow crops very well on our particular land. Uh, It grows rocks better than other things. And so it is a great place for us to have people. They did some gardening and they raised some animals at the time, but we've turned it more and more into a campground and a place that we can, we can house clients and, and do some activities. So back to your question, what kind of facilities do we have? We have cabins for 120. um, So 20 people per building, two counselors and 10 kids per room, There's a toilet room and a sink in that concrete floor. It's a pretty simple camp house. And then we have some staff housing that um, is more like a hotel room. Six twin beds, maybe, and a shower and a sink and a toilet room, all kind of set up that way. All for 170 people or so at big camp. Totlot has some facilities as well but it's much much smaller and all of the all the fixtures are made for for little people and such. We have a dining room for 200 people. It's a large open concrete air conditioned room which is uh, a big advantage over the one from 10 years ago. The air conditioning is is really terrific to have in the summer. And we have room for about 200 people in that dining room. And we have a gym with a rock climbing wall. We have a six acre pond down the hill, lots of trails through the woods for, for 600 acres. We have fire pits and we have a basketball court and a swimming pool uh, 20 yards or so long. It's not a huge pool, but it's terrific for the kids that get to be there for the for the summer to have those spaces to play in. No doubt. Now, give us a
1: little history behind the camp, its origins, how it evolved over the years to what it is today.
2: Sure. I, I, uh, I started into that a little bit already, but in 1935, uh, my understanding is that we were able to purchase the land for a dollar. And at the time, they hoped that we would be able to offer to men from the program to be able to come down and homestead a piece of that property and ultimately to own a piece of that property and that there would be then a community there of people that were making a living of farming. Well, over the years, uh, we discovered that that wasn't very feasible um, with our particular property. And at the same time, Beulah-Bulkley... Had the vision, my understanding, to begin a summer camp for kids that would otherwise not be able to have such a, an experience. And so, way back in the mid 1930s, I mean, it was early, early in the time that we had this property, they started taking kids from the city to come down for a week. I've heard stories about coming up here on the weekend and dropping the kids off. They go home for the night and then whoever shows up to get on the truck or the bus or whatever gets to come back to camp the next week. And they would do that week after week at times. And over the years, we've refined the process, of course, and we now allow kids to sign up ahead of time for one week of camp. And we're able to take four, even 500 kids if we have a full staff for the summer.
1: Carla has served as a camp volunteer at Camp Comcedo.
3: One of the girls that came into my cabin, what, this was her first time ever being at camp, and she came with her cousin, who also had never been to camp before, and they both were really nervous because they didn't have any experience. So they were very shy coming off the bus, but by the time they left, they had made such good friends in each of their own cabins And they were very excited to attend chapel, to do memory verses, to learn more about God. We had some opportunities walking on the trail. We have a lake at the campground. And to get there, you have to go through the woods. And I had an opportunity to walk with this young woman. And she had asked me some questions about faith. And she questioned if she was saved or not. And so we had a nice conversation that would not have happened if you were in a big group. Again, with this one individual, when she came off the bus, you could tell that she was, she's only 12, but she did a lot of the caregiving at home. She prepared the meals. She always was looking out for people. She was looking out for her cousin um, initially. And the very first two days, She kept looking all over camp, trying to make sure she knew where her cousin was and was her cousin having fun. And you could just tell that that was what her normal life was, is being the caregiver at a very young age and having a lot of responsibility. So it was so rewarding to see that transformation for her that as the week went on, she wasn't looking all over. She was actually enjoying and and laughing and having conversations and just just being a kid. She even um, did the rock wall climb which she never had an opportunity to do before. Um, We went canoeing and initially when we went down to the lake she had no desire to participate in that activity but she saw how the other girls we're having fun and it was a safe environment and we had life jackets on and we I pulled up to the dock with the canoe and she said Miss Carla can can you take me out on the water and that just did my heart so good to see her have that trust and it feels safe enough to to try new things just in that short little week that we had together
1: now, it may differ as you break it down by age and by
2: gender, but
1: in general, what do you want a child to get out of spending a week at Camp Comcedo?
2: We'd like to offer them a changed life. Uh, we'd like to offer them a changed life in that we, we staff camp with believers who can share their personal relationship with God, with the campers that come. We're giving them a glimpse into some experiences that may they may be able to reach for in the future as well as we would like to be able to give them some skills that are challenging and encouraging so there are there are several pieces there are several things there of course we want to give them 6 days of three meals a day that are healthy and lots of activity and some terrific relationships with great people that love the lord and those things we hope will then extend into their relationships over the course of the next year and for several years to come. We have had a number of volunteers that have stayed connected with campers, not just in the week or the year that had come uh, following their week of camp, but they've stayed connected with them over the course of years and stayed plugged into their lives and been able to encourage them and and help them to be plugged into other activities. Parents will sometimes uh, connect with our staff at that point and say, you know, my kid's struggling with school. Do you have any ideas? And our staff at times is able to help Help do that. I say staff, volunteer staff. We have 400 people that volunteer for the summer. And so the three or four people that are empo- employees of the mission is not at all the extent of the... The staff that serve the camp. And so it's an extension of the mission for all those volunteers to be able to respond to the needs of those families even through the year as the relationships allow.
1: More coming up in just a minute. Our guest is Travis Bradburn, Director of Programs, Warsaw, here with City Union Mission.
3: We're coming right back with more as Hope Lives Here. The podcast continues from City Union Mission. I volunteered
4: for camp when I first started here. I didn't realize at that time that I was going to make a lifelong friend, but what happened was I started as a craft assistant at Teen Girls, and uh, I met a girl who just seemed to need a friend, and so we exchanged phone numbers, and I always tried to make myself available whenever she called to talk. Over the years, we talked quite often and I went to some of her school activities and things like that, but she has persevered through adversity and she is a wonderful Christian woman raising a child um, on her own, and she is a professional early childhood teacher, and she's very active in her church. You never know what might happen, how you will be changed or how that you will change the life of another person. You know, I couldn't be that close, that, that person for a lot of people, but I could for one. Well, I made a difference in one person's life.
1: Are you looking for a meaningful way to serve your community? Ever thought about a job with a faith-based organization? I'm Dr. Terry Megley, CEO of City Union Mission, and we have a number of open positions, case managers, food service, counselors, even maintenance. Visit cityunionmission.org and see how you can positively impact the lives of homeless men, women, and children in Kansas
3: City. Hope lives here. Find out how you can bless this ministry with your financial support or through volunteerism. Visit cityunionmission.org today for all the details.
1: Again, our guest is Travis Bradburn, Director of Programs Warsaw with City Union Mission. Talk about how the camp environment is so much different from the environment many of our campers come from.
2: Our campers come from such a range of backgrounds. A lot of times, even in our volunteer training, we talked to our volunteers about how the the perception, the stereotype of our camper may be one particular way, but how our campers have have come from so many different backgrounds as far as their stability, uh, the stability of their family or single parent or two-parent homes or a rough neighborhood or school versus a school or neighborhood that is that is not those things. But the common thread that runs through is the poverty piece. And uh, we have kids that have been churched a lot, kids that have not been churched a lot. So there's so many pieces. But many of our kids come to camp and are not used to the, the safety that we build into camp and the concern And having the opportunity to step back from responsibility, in some cases we've heard campers say, after they've come to camp for several years, every time I come to camp, I get to just be a kid. I don't have to be responsible for my brothers and sisters. I don't have to be responsible for any of the other things that I have to do when I'm at home. And that gives us the opportunity to step back and to to engage in relationship in ways that they don't get to have at other times. And so we get to speak into their lives and encourage them. And we find that the campers really respond to that relationship in terrific ways.
1: And kind of along those lines, this spiritual element, one of the things that maybe separates Camp Comcito from other summer camps, how do volunteers and counselors and other staff approach that aspect of camp and what is done to achieve that?
2: Yeah, for sure. There are Christian camps, of course, and there are camps for kids in poverty, but that intersection is really a niche for that Camp Comcito fits into. So the spiritual element is very important to us, as with everything that we do at City Union Mission. We build that into the campers' experience. We have large group chapels once or twice a day. We have devotions with their smaller groups. We have personal, you know, there are opportunities for them to ask questions that are prompted by those sessions or the devotions. And so the campers often will ask questions. We, we memorize verses from the Bible together in order to continue to, to put those elements. And we try to tie them all together under a single theme for the year. We try to tie them all together and help that to foster questions, I suppose. We like them to be reminded at several points through the day. You can think of four or five points through the day that are built into the schedule, as well as, you know, so a couple of chapels and devotions and the scripture memory time and being reminded of it at crafts or a recreation session. We encourage our staff to look for opportunities to engage kids around those concepts as they're connected to the activities they're doing. Hey, we're about to do a scavenger hunt. And so we'd like to talk about how we seek after God and how God seeks after us. And we're going to be looking for these different elements. And let's just take a minute to talk about some of the seeking that happens in the Bible. And just to tie it in in little ways like that, just as an example. As a volunteer
1: at Camp Comcedo, Carla found some great opportunities.
3: What I got out of camp was just the pure joy of seeing the individuals transform. Um, As the week goes on, they get more confidence. You see a jubilant relaxation about them. They, They may come and they might have that really shy smile when they get off the bus and they're kind of quiet and nervous about different things, but by the end of the week, they have had, they've made some wonderful friends, and they have made such progress in finding out a little bit more about who they are, and of course about God, but they really um, come into themselves, and they, they relax and just have a good time.
2: Frequently are not able to take enough kids to camp because we don't have enough volunteers. Um, and so if they're interested, if someone is interested hearing this podcast, they're interested in, in taking us up on that, to send a question to campworkers at cityunionmission.org. Just send an email question, how can I get involved? That would be terrific. You can register for camp or find out more information from our website, campcomcito.org will redirect to City Union Mission's website on the camp page. The registration is at hub.cityunionmission.org. So there are several ways to get plugged in.
1: We know that the camp experience for kids is great. How about for the volunteers? What's that like?
2: <laughs> Often our volunteers have responded by saying, you know, I feel like this was a more dramatic opportunity for me than for the campers. And... We've heard from them that there are so many opportunities to give of themselves in ways they didn't know could be. There are often, we hear from volunteers that over the course of the week, they come to the end of themselves and find in a new way that they need to lean on God for strength to finish and to provide the things that the campers need from them. We... Encourage our churches to bring a few people from their church to experience this together and to be an encouragement to each other. But even those that come from other churches or uh, on weeks when we don't have a church that's adopting the week, we have often had volunteers that find that they grow close together as a volunteer team because of the difficulties of the week and the the successes of the week, um, and so to to share in those experiences is is very rewarding. Yeah,
1: let's finish this way. You know that camp is fantastic, life changing for campers. How about a story that sticks out recently about how
2: a camper was truly impacted by attending Camp Comcito? Sure, this uh, this question stumps me often, not because there aren't stories, but because where do I start? One that comes to mind is of. A camper and a counselor um, who got to know each other a few years ago at camp, and the counselor felt that it was important to stay connected to this camper through the year. It's one of the things that we encourage people to do. And he he got to know the family a little bit. He took the camper and his brother and sister at times to to do activities, and Uh, he found out that the camper needed some extra help with reading. And so uh, he knew somebody that had an expertise there and was able to make that connection. So this volunteer connected our camper to a friend who was able to help him with his reading. And uh, he continued to help him in some other ways and to help him be plugged in in some extra activities. And he found out that the camper needed some some equipment to, to engage in the extracurricular activities. And so when he was able to share that with some other folks, it was, it was something that his other friends were able to help meet that need. And then when we connected again, and I heard that all these things were happening, uh, they were a surprise to me initially that I didn't know this stuff was happening. We knew that he was going to stay connected with this camper, but we didn't know that these other pieces were happening. And, um, so it was, it was especially meaningful to us that we had been able to start or to encourage this relationship to begin and to be kind of a, a tool in the beginning of that relationship, but that it was also something that was able to carry on without, um, without our prompting beyond that so it was it was uh it was really great to hear that and um, this camper uh, we hope to have him back at camp this year and and see how he's grown and it's been three or four or five years maybe by now that that relationship has carried on and continued to bear fruit in the lives of that camper and his family Fantastic! All right, Travis Bradburn, our guest, Director of
1: Programs Warsaw for City Union Mission. been our guest this time, all the episodes of Hope Lives Here, the podcast on the mission's website. So go on there and listen to this one and all of them as time goes on. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: Hope Lives Here, the podcast, is the production of City Union Mission in Kansas City, Missouri. We invite you to visit our website and listen to other episodes at cityunionmission.org. There, you'll also find out how you can become part of this vital ministry by volunteering or providing financial support. With any questions or comments, call host Chris Michael during business hours at 816-222-5061.